let's be honest. Do you find gratitude hard? Or maybe when you do it, your mind just goes blank and you don't really feel the intended benefits of it. If you haven't really thought about how or why a practice of gratitude might feature in your life, then this episode is also just for you. I'm about to share two key reasons why you might be stuck and why it's absolutely not your fault. But the good news is straight after this episode, you're going to have tips to get cracking with your gratefulness straight away. Welcome to The Balance Theory, a podcast aimed at arming you with tools and tips so that you are well equipped to not only find, but own your own definition of balance. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you for joining me. Hello, Balancers, and welcome back to another Monday episode of the Balance Theory podcast. Now, for anyone who's just joined our journey, Monday Muse is a segment we do on the very first week of every single month where I pick a topic, whether of interest or something that relates really well to our framework and just sort of do a deep dive with all my thoughts. And today's topic is one that's very, very close to my heart. Now, the reason I've chosen to do a deep dive into gratitude is because firstly, it's something I've started to do only this year. So something I'm very, very new to. um, But I guess the more you dive into something, the more you learn about it, the more you realize you don't know, you start doing a little bit of research, you start talking to people about it. And so I kind of wanted to combine all my early learnings, understandings, and I guess realizations when it does come to gratitude. Now, I do know that at times gratitude can be something that's not easy for a lot of people to do. They feel like maybe they've done a really surface level job at it. And I've been thinking about why that might be, because I definitely can relate to being in both of those positions. And I do think there are some key reasons and barriers why it is hard to do that deep dive. But before we dive into that, I guess I just want to talk a little bit about what gratitude is. So it is no lie that It is something that is so good for your psychological well-being that is proven scientifically now to date. And I also think that it's great for your relationships, whether that be in your area of fulfillment, whether it's in your work or your area of study or in your personal relationships. And I do think we could even stretch that to your physical health. So this is something that touches on every single area of the balance theory. And I do think we'd be lying if we didn't acknowledge the fact that some people probably have a more grateful disposition than others. And, you know, it just doesn't come easy to a lot of us. Now, disclaimer, I'm also not claiming here to have the recipe for happiness, but I can certainly tell you that from being grateful consistently, it is a means to wake up to the present moment and kind of pull us away from some yucky feelings like not being good enough or not having enough and really just sharpening those senses to what we've got right now. And I can say that those are honestly things that I've felt in my practice to date. So I don't really need to harp on, I guess, about why it is so powerful. I'm sure you've all got your own personal opinions on what it means to you. And if you haven't, I'm sure you understand or at least have an opinion on its value in day-to-day life. But I do want to talk about what I think are some of the key barriers to embracing it fully. And the good news is, I don't think it is your fault if you feel as though you haven't been able to embrace it fully at this stage. I do think a lot of the things I'm going to speak about today are a product of the societies that we live in, but I also don't think it's an excuse. So warning, once you hear all these things, it is your responsibility to then apply them to your day-to-day life. And if you continue to feel as though it's too hard or you are tapping into, I guess, the barriers that I'm going to be discussing ongoingly in your life moving forward, then that is a choice that you're making. So be weary of that. Once you hear this stuff, you're not going to be able to unhear it. All right, are you ready? I'm going to dive straight into the first thing. So I do think one of the reasons why gratitude can be very difficult to embrace fully is because we are 
in a society where there's this constant consumer culture of more, of having more, of being more, of wanting more. If you're not quite getting the picture, it's those thoughts of, I don't have enough or I'm not enough. And these in turn lead to a little bit of a lacking mentality. So I'm sure a lot of you have heard of like an abundance mentality, or this would be the total opposite. It would be a lack of abundance. And all you can see here, I guess, is what is missing. And I think another key uh, part of this mindset or this loop, and this is definitely something that I've personally experienced myself, is that you think that getting that thing, that dream job, that car, that house, that amount of money in your account, you know, that milestone in your life, you think that that will make you satisfied. So on this, I just want to do a little exercise together. And this is only going to take about 30 seconds. So I want you to just have stop right now and just have a little bit of a think. If you could change anything in your life right now, there's no limitations. You've got a magic genie and he's going to grant you whatever you want, anything you want. It could be material, immaterial. It could be personal, financial, whatever. Do not judge yourself. Just answer yourself honestly. If you could change anything in your life right now or get anything in your life right now, what would it be? Just pause this if you want a little bit of time to think. So now that you have that answer in your mind, it might be one thing, it might be a few things, it might be a combination of things. I want you to listen to this quote and then we're going to revisit what that thing you just thought about was. So this is a quote by Jim Carrey who just has so many incredible quotes and this is probably my favorite. It goes, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything that they ever dreamed of so they can see that it's not the answer. So if getting everything you ever dreamed of or everything you want is not the answer, then what is? Let's revisit your answer to that question just now. Just keep that response in your mind as we go through the next section together. Have you heard of the hedonic treadmill? Some people also refer to it as a hedonic adaptation. It's something I heard about a couple years ago, and it's quite a powerful way to describe happiness. So our desires and wants always compound. So it's like when you look out to the horizon, for example, it's always ahead, but you never quite reach it. So basically the hedonic treadmill relates to a relatively stable level of happiness, despite whether really positive or really negative things happen in your life. So imagine like a straight line, horizontal line, something amazing happens and you've got like a graph or a peak going up. And then it comes back down to that stable line or something really bad happens to you. You kind of have a drop and then it comes back up to that stable line. Bring forth those maths diagrams back into your mind because that's exactly what I'm talking about. And the easiest thing you can think of is, you know, imagine a time you've gotten a pay rise or maybe you got a new client on board for your business or you finally bought that car or that house that you wanted, etc. You kind of buy it and then, yeah, the buzz might last for a few days and then it sort of fades and just becomes a part of your life. And this explains why we are caught in a constant loop of dissatisfaction. And as I mentioned before, this is not your fault. This is the consumer culture that we've been born into. But that doesn't mean that you can't do anything about it. So the first step, I guess, to take action and make a stand against this consumer culture in your mind would be to acknowledge that it's actually impossible to enjoy what you have right now if you are constantly in this wanting mode. So even though we kind of self-inflict it and it's also a big product of the circumstances that we're born into, we can definitely do something about it. But before I give you the solution, let's go into the second reason I think gratitude is also a little bit tough to grasp, and that is comparison culture. And it sort of relates to the previous point about consumer culture, but this is more of the opinion that satisfaction with your own life fades 
as you compare yourself to others. And I think the biggest culprit or enabler of this is social media. It's something I've spoken about a lot on the podcast before. So none of you will be surprised when I when I say, you know, I've personally had struggles and, and trouble comparing myself online to other people, other businesses, other podcasts. It's normal, guys. But it is something that we need to be aware of. And while we're throwing around quotes, you know, there's that beautiful quote that comparison is the thief of all joy. And it's absolutely true. The second you start comparing yourself to someone else, you really just lose hindsight and appreciation for your own efforts. And often what we're comparing ourselves to is not even within the same scope of what we're doing. You often will find you're comparing yourself to someone you want to be like or a business that has been around longer than yours that you're aiming towards or you feel like, damn, I should be a little bit further ahead in life because that person is. And at the end of the day, we all bring with us completely different experiences, values, all these things that determine our own path that there are no two versions of you. And so it's very unrealistic to expect that you'll have the same trajectory as somebody else. So you're kind of setting yourself up for failure already by thinking that you have some mark to meet. Now, are you ready for the antidote to both of these problems? It's very simple. And we spoke about it at the very beginning of this episode. That is gratitude. It is to shine a light on what we do have. I mean, when you come to a place where you are fully content with what you currently have, how can you be comparing yourself to others or wanting more? It's just, it's very hard to be doing that when you're very settled or comfortable, I guess, with where you're at. Now, I'm not claiming that if you learn how to embrace gratitude, you won't ever feel like you want more or that you're not enough or that you won't naturally compare yourself to other people. But the constant practice of this is going to really help you rewire those pathways so that it's an experience that you have less often than more often. And one thing I've learned recently, um, so I am doing therapy at the moment and I absolutely love my therapist. She teaches me a lot about neuroscience and I just find it so fascinating. Like, don't be surprised if I end up going back to uni to study neuroscience because it's just something that I feel like we should just all be taught. Like we need to know how our brains work because it just gives you so many tools and tips on how to do different things. But anyway, I'm doing my homework on the side and I'm bringing it to you guys. So I'm removing a little bit of a step for you there. But essentially, she was teaching me about core beliefs. And how those core beliefs are formulated. So let's start with um, the consumer culture, for example. So you have a core belief because of that consumer culture that you don't have enough or that you are not enough. So pick whatever one, I guess, resonates with you more. What your brain will actually do is it will find habits or patterns that reinforce that core belief. So, for example, if you find you are addicted to online shopping, in your head, you think, oh, I'm actually addicted to online shopping, but that habit actually goes back around and reinforces the belief that you don't have enough. So your brain is so smart. It will actually push you to do certain behaviors that will reinforce those core beliefs. And if you're not sure what your core beliefs are, it's a really good step to just have a look at what your behaviors are and I guess what core beliefs they could potentially represent. So with the second one, comparison culture, that's actually one I've been working on with her as well. So basically I found I was spending a lot of unnecessary time on social media and I would never feel that great after it. Like, especially if it was like a cure for boredom and what we broke down and understood that, you know, I was comparing myself to others or feeling as though I wasn't good enough with respect to other people and other people's journeys. And so my brain would constantly push me to do these things like scroll on social media that reinforce that belief. 
And I think this is so empowering to understand because if you start to believe that you are enough and that you have enough, over time, your brain will start to look for things equally that reinforce this. This is not going to happen overnight. But I think that is so interesting and, and also just like very, very exciting because it means that you can actually tell your brain how to think and feel and in turn, it will find behaviors that reinforce that. Have you ever met someone and you're just like, they're always happy. They always see the best in everything. Well, they probably have the belief that they are happy and content. And so their brain will constantly find those things around them. And I think actually the same goes for people like you will attract or your brain will link up with others that share the same energy or core beliefs as you. So I guess in understanding that it wouldn't be the worst idea to sit down and think, what are your core beliefs? And sometimes this is quite tricky and the, and the brain can be quite cheeky when it comes to this, because you could be someone like me who has all these goals and ambitions and, and I genuinely want to achieve those. But there is a part of me, there is a core belief that feels like I can't get there for whatever reason. And so sometimes you have to distinguish between what you want and desire and what you actually think about yourself. And that's why it's important to look at the behaviors. So if we look at like social media, you're not actually addicted to social media. You're addicted to whatever that's reinforcing. So I hope that hasn't been too confusing, but I just think it's such an interesting and powerful concept to wrap your head around. And I don't think it would be the worst idea for you to sit down and have a little think about what those core beliefs might be, because that might help you in your journey to evade the consumer culture and comparison culture in turn to help you embrace gratitude a little more. And side note, the longer you put off doing that, you do need to be prepared to continuously be caught in this rut of dissatisfaction or, you know, not feeling like you're fully content most of the time, because now you know. Now you know where that's coming from. You know what could potentially be causing it. So it's now up to you to make those changes. Just a quick word from the sponsor of today's podcast. If you haven't paid any attention to the quality of your gym accessories or feel like the ones you have kill your vibe just a little, then this is for you. ESFit is a brand I've co-founded with my best friend to bring all fitness lovers the confidence to sweat in style. I'm talking considered luxe fitness accessories, ranging from cotton bands that don't roll or dig to full-size sweat towels that cover you from head to toe and actually don't take up all the space in your bag. The list goes on, but you can check it all out for yourself at esfit.com.au or on Instagram at esfit double underscore. And for all my beautiful balances, we're offering $15 off at the checkout when you use the code balance. So I just want to finish on some tips on how you might be able to kickstart or I guess embrace gratitude. And so I was having a little think about some of the common things I felt at the beginning of my journey. And the first thing that popped into my head was I can't think of anything to be grateful for. And some of you might find that a little strange as though like, as if you can't think of a single thing to be grateful for, you know, the brain conveniently just has a mind blank every time you need to do something useful or use your creativity or your brain power to do something. So if you feel like that's you and you feel a little bit stuck when it comes to really connecting your emotion to what you're grateful for, a really simple thing you can start with is what are you grateful for today that our ancestors did not have. There are so many things, transport, electricity, the internet, world travel, you know, a grocery store where you can buy whatever you want. And not even that, you can actually order stuff to your door, basically from any cuisine from all over the world. And that's just like the most simple starting point where you can say, you know what, I don't have to walk to work or I can travel on the weekends two, three hours away 
because I've got a car, etc. There's just there's so many things within that that can help you really be appreciative of what you've got today and the moment in time that you were born. So that's a really easy one that you can, I guess, lean on when you feel as though you might have a bit of a mind blank or you just want to shake up, I guess, what you're usually grateful for. Another thing is if you can usually think of stuff, I want you to have a think about, are you being quick about it? So when you sit down and go, okay, what are three things I'm grateful for? Do you go my home, my partner, my job, you know, because that is to me and don't take offense to this, but that to me is a little bit of a shallow approach to gratitude and the way to fully embrace it. I like to say, you always have to add something on. So it's not just my home. What is it about your home? It gives you a sense of safety. It gives you a roof over your head so that when it rains, you don't have to sleep in the wet weather. You know, be specific, put an intention behind it and attach an emotion to it. That's when it can become really, really powerful. The third one, and this is one of my favorites and something I think we can all relate to, is are you clinging on to expectations of how your life should be? Do you think you need to be married by a certain age? Are you expecting a pay rise? You know, whatever it is, Do you have an expectation? Because expectations have this tendency to not let life be surprising. And as a result, when there's an unmet expectation, it really takes us away from our happiness. But there is good news. And for anyone who is maybe feeling this at the moment, they're feeling a little bit disappointed that maybe a business opportunity didn't go through, or maybe they're not yet engaged, or maybe you've just been waiting for something that is yet to come to fruition. This is also a great opportunity to embrace gratitude. So I'll give you a recent example of mine. Um, With ESFIT, we were waiting for a potential client to sign on board. This was maybe a couple months ago when we were really, really early. We'd just started. And from now until then, oh, spoiler alert, they didn't end up going with us for whatever reason at the time. And it was so disappointing and really upsetting. But now that I look back at it, we were absolutely not ready. Like the stuff we have learned between now and now, And then we'll create the world of difference when another potential client like that comes along. And so it was a moment to be grateful for the fact that we even had the opportunity that early in our business to have that conversation. It taught us a lot about the process and things we need to put in place. And, you know, the list goes on. So I would suggest maybe trying this next time you feel a little bit disappointed. Use it as a a reframing approach. And really try to see the light of the situation. What has it taught you? You know, often I've done a podcast on why we should embrace failures. I think that was really early on, like a Monday Muse 4 or something like that. But definitely go back and check that out. If you feel as though you've recently had failures and you're speaking to yourself as though you failed, because honestly, failures are the only way you learn. They are just an opportunity to grow. And if you don't have those, you just stagnate. So Definitely a lot to be grateful for in all these learning curves along the way. And my last tip, and this is something anyone can do. I don't care what anyone says. It's something you can literally start applying straight away as soon as this podcast is finished. And that is next time you say thank you, actually mean it. We're raised to say thank you out of politeness, but do you actually mean it? Was it just something like word vomit just comes out when someone gives you something or you've finished a service? We can actually use this as an acknowledging act and genuinely thank that person for their time, efforts and service. Now, this doesn't mean you have to change the way you say thank you, but it means that your intent behind those words, your thoughts and feelings and the emotions you attach to it can be amplified from your end. I also want to recommend at this point uh, 
a TED book. So it was written by AJ Jacobs and it's called Thanks a Thousand, A Gratitude Journey. And basically this guy goes on a journey where he looks at his daily coffee and he maps out from the person who made the coffee to the coffee getting in his hand all the way back to when the coffee was a bean in the ground. You know, and everyone involved in that process, the suppliers, the people who made the cups, the people who made the machines to make the coffee, the farmers, etc. the list goes on, but it's a thousand thank yous of everything that's required to give him that cup of coffee in his hand. And I think that when we use thank you as an opportunity to be grateful, it almost helps us remember that we are a clog in the works of the world and we are all interconnected and it's a web of humans that all depend on each other. You know, as much as you want to believe you're self-made, we are all connected and we all need each other for the world to work. And so I think this is just such a simple way that you can really tap into that level of gratitude. And it's something we do daily as well. And so trying to bring that in, I guess, more intermittently throughout your day and as a part of your routine. And like I spoke about with Hayley Westerby on our podcast, you know, just stacking it on top of a habit that you've already got, which is saying thank you. It's such an easy way to be grateful and just bring more intent to that. So there are so many ways to practice gratitude. I personally like situational, so I don't always have time. For example, if I set aside some time to meditate, I I like just giving my brain switch off time. I like not thinking and just listening to what's around me, but to actually vocally be grateful for what you've got and who you are. I like trying to do it just in my day-to-day life. So whether I am walking down the street, you know, looking around me, being present, what can I smell? What can I see? What can I hear? All these things and just noticing what's around me and being grateful for them. That's just a really easy thing you can do. And the easiest thing to tap into that is to just put your phone in your pocket or just not be on it when you're walking down the street. Just look up and out and see what's around you and notice. And that's really as simple as it can be. There are obviously other options like you can journal, Um, that has a lot of scientifically proven benefits not something I personally do consistently I do like to pick it up and just write in there every once in a while but it's not something I do daily but I've heard so many great things about that so if you're a writer or you love just picking up the pen and smashing that paper then definitely you can do it that way as well or of course there's also gratitude meditations and I'm sure many many more another um, good suggestion and this is something I was doing for a little while I'll admit I've been a little bit slack but This is something really, really nice. And it's just to thank a loved one every day. Or if that feels a little bit onerous, you could start with once or twice a week. Just text someone. You know, how nice is it to receive a text just saying, hey, I was thinking of you. I hope you have an awesome day and thanks for being in my life. Or just whatever, whatever you want to say. And just a a nice little memo to let that person know that they were on your mind. It's so nice to give and it's so nice to receive. And that's just a really duly beneficial way to practice gratitude as well so that's another challenge if you want to bring it into your life a little bit more in saying all of this it's key to note that your circumstances are not going to change if you're more grateful what will change is your perspective on those circumstances and that is the absolute key difference it's all about how you perceive your current situation so we're not saying that you're about to have more money or more friends or get that pay rise, all these things. This this is not a podcast on manifestation. It's a podcast on being grateful. And it's all about your perspective on your current situation and understanding that where you are and who you are is enough and embracing that. And so with that balances, I'm going to leave you all to enjoy the rest of your day or night. 
send me a DM and let me know if you thought any of these tips were useful or if you've tried any. And also if you have any that you also practice that you think would be great to share with the community. If any of you haven't already joined our Facebook group, just search us up The Balance Theory on Facebook and just request to join. We can also share some tips in there and obviously also on social media as well. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend that might need it or really enjoy some of the things discussed on today's pod. And as always, if you haven't had the chance to leave us a review or rating, it would be greatly appreciated and really help us reach new balances across the world. Side note, speaking of the world, I was having a look at our charts this week and I'm getting all of these crazy numbers from Kenya, Malaysia, South Africa, New Zealand, all outside of Australia, which is really exciting for me. So I would love to hear where you guys are all from. So don't be shy in reaching out however you want to do it. Facebook, Instagram, email, whether you want to leave us a review and communicate that way, however you want to do so. I'd love to get to know a little bit more about you all. And thanks as always for choosing to spend your time with me. It is most appreciated. Have an awesome rest of your week and stay balanced.